0: Got Your Ears On is brought to you by Tactical Legion 9. Hi everybody and welcome to this week's episode of Got Your Ears On. Guido here along with Scoot.
1: Yo, yo, yo.
0: And Johnson. Happy New
2: Year, Guido. We are entering calendar year five of the Got Your Ears On podcast, gentlemen. Or, wow. Or, well, as
1: I like to refer to it, year two.
0: Right. Year two. This, that's is, true. Year two. this is year that's two, uh, year that's two true, of, <laughs> of the show. Give us a I break. Mean, that's right.
2: But, it, but Guido, right. Uh, somewhere we were trying to figure it out. Somewhere in December, we blew by our 150th episode. Uh, we're just short of, what, 50,000 downloads. Scoot, things that... We aspired to, but I'm not sure when we set out on the good ship GYEO that we thought we would uh, be doing. So pretty cool. Like like hat like good job
0: us. Good job, good job us. I, mean, I knew we could do it. I knew we, I knew you guys could do it. Uh, you know, I mean, I knew you'd stick with it for uh, for the long haul with us. So no, it's fun. You know, I mean, I, I think that when we started doing the show. We were like, eh, we're just gonna get on. We're gonna talk about some WVU stuff. It won't be that stressful. And then uh, we we ended up. It ended up getting stressful. It, it's been a stress. We like. I feel like before we did the show, it wasn't as stressful. But now that we do the show, it's kind. It's kind of stressful. Don't you think, Scoot?
1: We didn't look our age when we started the show.
0: Right. We were much. We are much older. We look much older now. Yes, we looked
1: like baby faced <laughs> back in the day. <laughs>
0: And I feel like it hasn't gotten any better with this basketball team recently uh, over the past uh, couple days. We've played two games in conference, and uh, Johnson has not gone well for the old Mountaineers. It's been a big, bad
2: road trip, Guido. I think uh, we—so losing to Kansas State, 82-76, this— uh, really wasn't a whole lot to analyze afterward. I think we missed 18 foul shots. I think we turned the ball over 20 times. This game was well in hand in the first half. And then, Scoot, we just sort of f- spend the second half just sort of gradually fumbling it away.
1: Yes, uh, much like you and I were hitting the um, snacks and the hors d'oeuvres uh, leading up to the big event, I was more worried about my my cheese plate then uh, apparently the mountaineers were taking care of the basketball Well, and guido scoot
2: and i watched this game together and i know a lot of people were peeved can i use that word that feels like sure. a pg the word I mean, peeved that's very pg uh, at the yeah. officials in this game and in, in the little apple scoot i know that's your fave in I the little that. apple the octagon of doom may i add? also hate that but i think Bramblage. Bramblage called brambridge uh Scoot made a really good comment as we're watching that game because they had some sawed off point guard uh, from the Munchkinville in running the offense. And yes, thank you. People were irate at some of the fouls he was drawing. And Scoot made a good point during the game. He's like, hey. He's he's playing the game within the game. Like, I mean, you might not like it, but don't let the guy drive unabashedly to the bucket and put on a performance and draw a foul. And that's what he did all second half and just sort of gradually,
0: ch- you know, chipped away at that lead. So let's talk, though, let's talk real quick about officiating for these two games. Because I think you guys and most WVU fans would talk about how poor... The officiating was for these these first two conference games uh, of the season, and how that affected us, Johnson. I mean, do, do you think that is the, is this the real case? I mean, we everybody got all up in arms on that technical foul in the game last in, in the game last night. Maybe it was a good call. I well, know. I I would just be
2: I'll, I'll be devil's advocate a little bit here, Guido. Because yes, has the officiating been bad? I would say yes, but. I would submit it's been bad for everybody. Like, I have a feeling if you went and talked to uh, fans of the Pokes, fans of the Cats, they're not any happier than we would be. Now, the technicals on Stevenson are one thing. We're, we're going to get – I know we're going to get to that. But in, against Kansas State, I mean, this was like a foul-a-thon. So, against Kansas State, we shot 38 free throws. Uh, they shot 34. I mean, that's a lot of fouls. Would you
1: say the the acronym would have been E-M-A-F instead of E-M-A-W?
2: Every man a fowler or something? Yes, every Is man that man what a you're fowler. saying? Yes. Well, and then against Oklahoma State, Guido, it's much the same thing. I mean, WVU, you didn't like the refs against Oklahoma State. They shoot 11 more free throws, 28 to 17, uh, against Oklahoma State. Now, were the fouls untimely. And did they have a huge factor? Yes. But I think, I think officiating is just kind of I, the more basketball we watch guys, the more I think it's just bad all the way around.
1: Well, can I, can I submit that? I, I believe a lot of our issue is some of the past interact. I don't want to say interactions. Cause I don't know if you know, if it's so much the interactions or, The anticipation and the expectation of a Bob Huggins coached team. I think we have a lot of officials. And how that works
2: against him, you mean? Right.
1: And I think we have a lot of officials that, well, Bob coaches them hard. He coaches them to play aggressive and he coaches them to. And so because of that, I think we don't get the benefit of the doubt. We typically get the, well, he was probably out of control or he was super aggressive. And I think we get called for some files that we probably wouldn't get called for. Um, I think we saw a little bit of that last night, in the sense that and I know we're going to talk a lot more about it. But um, you look at Eric Stevenson versus some of these other characters from Oklahoma State, and some of what they were doing. We talked about it in text, equally. You know, I don't want to say equally, but as you know, similar. Worthy of a technical, I would say. Some of the stuff that Caleb Boone was doing um, didn't I think, get called. I,
2: I think he, in particular, I mean, different. Uh, you know, like uh, gesturing about the ball off the head, mocking someone yeah. at one point down the court,
1: uh, slashing the throat. Uh, the throat slashes. Yeah.
2: yeah, I mean, it felt like, come on, it's not equitable in that department. But you're at, you're in Stillwater. Uh, you know, that's. I think that's part of it. I also you think, think
1: the 432 fans swayed the officials.
2: Yes, uh, yeah, in right? historic uh, Gallagher
1: Iba. Uh, Iba.
2: I've been calling it Idris Elba. Uh, Idris Elba. The <laughs> the Idris or- Elba <laughs>
0: Arena. Um, I I think too th- this technical. Do you just want to dig into that, Guido? Because that. Yeah, I mean, I think because I feel like uh, the the story of the two games, or the story of the first weekend of conference play, is really surrounding one player, really. At the end of the day, and it's surrounding this this technical foul. It's surrounding Stevenson and what appears to 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 be, if you listen or you read or you are on the Twitter, appears to is now a, a problem with the team. I mean, is that fair to say? Yeah, and Hugs
2: was uh Scoot furious. I would say after this game. I mean, he wasn't happy after Kansas State he had a quote after Kansas state. They were asking him about the trip into Stillwater. He said, he, he said, we probably don't deserve to get on the plane and fly to Stillwater is what he was saying. Uh, Guido to answer your question. I think these fouls with Stevenson have been boom, boom, third, fourth fouls that either then make him go sit for large chunks of the game. It totally took the mojo out of the Kansas state game in this game. Uh, Boom, boom. Then he gets a ticky tack fifth on a drive to the bucket. That you know, I think block charge calls are now like you might as well just roll the dice and you know, whatever it comes up. That's the way officials call it. I think it's so weird. I think he
1: was too aggressive to be honest with you. You know, you've got when you know, you just got got teed up,
2: yeah, right,
1: right. So so here's go to the basket. Let's
0: let's talk about the foul problem and then we'll talk about the, the technical. Let's talk about the fact that you know, now he's played two conference games and. I and like we've been talking about it. We we talk about it with Emmett Matthews, right? We want intense. We want Emmett out there fighting. We want the aggressiveness, and Stevenson has that. But Stevenson's also our best shooter right now, and so you can't have two games back to back where he's fouling out. I mean, he fouled out of the Kansas game, Kansas State game. He fouls out of the Oklahoma State game. Like. You can't have the guy who is the one that's hitting the three. and Until Trey Mitchell decides to start hitting three-pointers on a regular basis, Eric Stevenson can't be fouling out of game.
2: Yeah, and that's what Huggs said, essentially. We can't have one guy changing the game, and I think that's what he's directly talking about because then, like in this Oklahoma State game, he was kind of a one-man rally. Three straight threes, WVU goes up two the uh, grab of the crotchal region scoot occurs. I think he did
1: say crotchel, which I didn't know that was (laughs) something you throw an AL at the end of.
2: I mean, I, I don't know, but it was, uh, might I add as an aside, it was explained to hugs that it was directed toward Marcus smart, which I find so ironic because anyone who's been alive more than five years or something saw Marcus Smart play at Oklahoma State, probably doing way the worse things the than worst, crotchal yes. region grabs, right? But I mean, are we the, the question I was gonna ask, Guido, is is it the ref's responsibility to protect a guy sitting courtside from a taunt? Like
0: well, I think like, I think it's the ref's responsibility to and, and this is what the answer would be. It's the ref's responsibility to To uphold the integrity of the game as it is being televised and the Big 12, and so they don't want that, you know, that vibe, whatever you want to call it. No, that's a good answer. No, I I, I I like that's what they would say. I like that
2: answer, but it's
1: though that he mentioned Marcus Smart's name. I am a little bit in the sense that, like, if Guido is sitting courtside, is he going to say, Well, I saw him grab his crotch and Guido's a line of sight no he's not going <laughs> to use your name i i, but I don't think that I, I but i don't think it mattered like you, i think you don't we, think the celebrity you're, you're of marcus to, smart was
0: anything on the officials
1: that's kind of why that that's kind of why i bring it up though i mean
0: i bet you the officials didn't even know marcus smart was there probably uh, at that point uh, maybe they did.
1: They, come on they knew they knew listen here's here's what I think West Virginia fans are thinking. I think for all fans, tell
2: us what the people are <laughs> tell thinking. Us what the
0: people are thinking. Scoot. Yes. We, people, we need to
1: hear Eric Stevenson is so polarizing. You either love him or you hate him. I think very few people hate him. I think that, and I'm going to say this like at times he embodies a lot of what West Virginia fans want to root for really liking a player. Uh, I think I speak for a lot of people in saying that up until his recent uh, foul escapades here, people would have said, man, I wish we had this guy for four years, not just, you know, the couple months that we're actually going to get to see him play.
2: Well, and that's your point, right? Guido, you're asking for intensity. Here's Eric Stevenson. I
1: mean, he is it's hard everything to root that him. we've been wanting in a player. He's everything that nobody was last year. Well, would you
2: agree then he just needs, like, that wasn't necessary.
1: Like, I don't think no, it was he, bad.
2: I don't think it was T-worthy, but it wasn't necessary. And at that point in the game, he has to know, like. Here's
1: the, here's the problem we have, right, is that he's the leader. Yeah, right. We don't have another leader who can pull him aside and be, hey, man, we don't, we're not going to do that. Like, like, we don't have that. Like, I don't want to compare him to Javon I mean, Carter, we but, have
0: Emmett. Emmett should be doing that, if anybody. I don't know that's Emmett's. Per-
1: Unfortunately, I don't think that's Emmett's personality. Right. I I mean, I, I think Emmett's a quiet guy. He kind of comes across like a quiet guy who okay- occasionally has this intense, quiet rage inside him where he goes aggressive Emmett and will throw down some thunderous dunks. Um, but that's not all the time. Uh, I think so that ends up being hugs, right? So you hugs know, ends up being him, the guy telling him, "Hey, listen, yeah, hit the bricks, buddy. If you don't calm down,
2: well." And Guido, we Guido, we had a quick conversation too. Scoot and I were talking about just to one last thing about Stevenson after his third foul. So even prior to the technical, the camera stayed on him a bit. Sidelines trying to sub him out. He's not getting in line for the free throw because he's arguing with Scoot. I think Larry Harrison on the sideline.
1: Uncle Larry was giving him a talk
2: really animatedly, like I'm not coming out. Don't sub me out. I I think it's those things. Like I think you have that already. That sort of feels like Stevenson's base layer. Then you have something like the technical happen, and I think Hugs is like I can't do. Like I'm now I'm screaming at the kid, you know, like now it's a mess.
1: Unfortunately. And I don't think it's really his position to be this guy, but maybe it needs to be like an Alex Ruroff. Right. Maybe it needs to be a younger guy. That's That's kind of been there, done that. Maybe he needs to be that guy that pulls Eric Stevenson aside and say, like, listen, I get your passion. I get your excited. You hit a three, you hit a bunch of three pointers. Really. He was freaking on fire, but like, Hey man, save that for the locker room. You want to run your mouth about you know Marcus Smart or how they were being rude to you or what I don't you know maybe Marcus Smart said something to him beforehand. We have no idea. We'd never know that. But you know maybe that's something you you pull him aside and be like, listen, we we need you. You can't be doing this.
0: So, but here here's and this is where it's it's a I guess it's a little frustrating from the sense of like you know we've now gone into. The post game huggins that was similar to the post game huggins of last it's year. It's that time of year again, isn't it, Guido? It's that time of year where he's like going to these post games and he is like singling out guys again. I mean, he did it last year multiple times. JB got it a lot, you know. You, you he's singling out these guys again, and then last year didn't correct the issue. I, I think that Huggins has this tactic of okay, I'm going to spend my whole time talking to. Tony and talk about how Steve I've been yelling at Stevenson in practice and he needs to grow up and he can't be the guy changing the game and all of this and that and then it doesn't resonate with this generation of players well it's, it may have resonated 20 years ago but it doesn't resonate well, with this
2: well it, it's early though isn't it scoot can we can we can we give this a mono it's like an El Nino like uh, right it's early in the season for this isn't it la Nina I don't well, remember how that goes but like what when you when you have this, like Guido, he's saying stuff, he's can't, like, I mean, saying hugs is candid is like water is wet, right? But he says after this game, <laughs> uh he basically cost us the game. Like, to me, even for he hugs. Said he said that. That's, right. like, wham- that's like a boom body shot. And then Scoot, he goes, he's already into, like, if they don't want to be working on their craft... They're gonna. There won't be mountaineers like with Stevenson. Yeah. He's already saying like next time he won't be a mount. Like I think that's what Guido's saying. Like we're already into that time of the year.
0: Well, and now it'll be interesting to see, guys. Is like do do these comments and this you know fouling out of these two games. Does this change his playing time coming into the next two games against Kansas and Baylor? Well,
1: I, I don't think we can afford to because if I'm being Again, the the voice of... The people? Of the mountain. Yeah, the voice of the people. The big issue isn't so much Eric Stevenson. It's not the fact that he's fouled and gotten fouled out. It's not even the fact that the Mountaineers have fouled and done a ton of fouling. I don't think. For me, one of the biggest issues we're going to have in, in the conference and in whatever postseason we get into, hopefully it's the... NCAA tournament is we are struggling mightily to cement a, a inside presence, whether it be Jimmy Bell or Mo Wagee. And now apparently Pat Sumnick is going to be the third guy because James Oconquo is not even seeing minutes anymore. Um, That's an issue because there's a stretch of the game last night. We're, you know, in the second half, five minutes to go. It's Pat Sumnik is the is the big man. Well and he's the guy that's got a total of like twelve minutes all season. Right. And he
2: almost felt like he triggered the run at one point.
1: Like it was. He felt okay to me because I was like, All right, I guess maybe this is something it was one of those deals where you you think back to yourself, Well, crap, what would we have looked like if we had been playing him more? Like because I thought he did okay, but he's not going to be able to go up against seven footers and and that kind of thing. I don't think with with um, with any super you know confidence. I I just think that that's an issue. I, I love Jimmy Bell, but I don't know if it's a stamina thing. He he seems to lack a little bit of touch around the rim. Uh, he gets the ball there, but he doesn't have the finish to go with it. And then Mo seems to be a little bit. Um, he seems to attract a lot of fouls.
2: Well, and I think it's not... For me, it's the scoring. So it's the latter thing you said. Because in these two games, I know it didn't feel like it, but WVU was out rebounding. Uh, against K-State, it was laughable. I think they got 50 rebounds against Kansas State. That's what makes that game so painful. Um, uh, to, to me, Scoot, the frustration right they now... They score, right. Is they don't score in the paint. Don't, you're right. Close to the hoop, uh, they don't finish. And then... As much as I love uh, Big Tunka, he then struggles to convert free throws when he goes to the line. I, I don't think, you know, it's a. now I thought against Oklahoma State, he shot better from the line. But some of this epidemic of free throw shooting, I think, is around the bigs.
1: Yeah. And I think some of his some of the issues and I, I think he's done a tremendous job. Let me let me say this from the get go, like. He has done a better job. I was looking at pictures today on Instagram uh, from him last year to this year. He's like transformed himself. He's lost 70 oh, or 80 pounds. Sure. He doesn't even yeah. look like the same for guy. For sure.
2: No, I, you're right. And, and, I, and I think, Scoot, what do we do, though? Because you and I said, I think even last show before Christmas, I remember myself saying, I don't even care if Jimmy Bell scores. Well, and now I'm like, Jimmy Bell doesn't score around the rim. So I can't really say that. I guess what I'm saying is. Well, I love the rebounding, but if you've got bunnies, like, you know, you're look how big you are, man, just dunk it or something. Like, I don't know, yeah. just, you know, we bo- can't
1: be uh we can't rely on just the outside shooting to yeah. help carry us right? or the jump shots. It doesn't even have to be a three pointer. Just, we can't rely on 15 foot jump shots. We need to get some of those dunks and, and feed the ball inside because ultimately it makes the outside guys more open anyway. If they become a threat right now, they're not really a threat. You put a little bit of a body on them and they're flopping the ball all over the place.
0: Well, and I think talking about the guard play and like we you know, going back to it, it's and I and I wanna love the guy, but Kedrian Johnson again, he was for both he, he hit what? One field goal in the two last two games. Like he was one for ten uh against Kansas State and he was 0 for eight against uh Oklahoma State. He's, so sure. just like, and, he's a defensive
1: well, player. And, he's not
0: and Guido, I think you would agree, like really out of
2: control at certain points of this game. Like I think there was one turnover in particular, he just sort of grabbed the ball like a like a halfback and just tried to run through two or three people. I'm like, what are you doing, man? You're the you know, you need to be the calming force. I, I think too, to go along with that, speaking of three point shooting, it has super cooled off against Oklahoma State, you guys. You know, we're talking about Eric Stevenson his hits three straight threes before that whole debacle with the technical. We finish five of eighteen from three. I mean, that's crazy. Take those three threes yeah. away. I mean, it we couldn't be more cold from the outside. So I, you know, I don't know. I think that puts more pressure when you're getting so many rebounds. You gotta get some putbacks.
1: You gotta finish around the rim. What I think what I think we're all saying is while the lightning rod right now is on Eric Stevenson and his technicals and his fouling out, in reality, that's not the reason why we're losing games. We're losing games oh. because of the little things. And I told Johnson this yesterday. Eric Stevenson didn't foul out because of his technical and his offensive charge. He fouled out because he had two dumb little reaching ticky-tack fouls early the start of the second quarter. Half. Yeah, you're right. Like at the top of the key, kind of stuff. Like you can't afford to do that because ultimately that's what ended up costing him to file out. The stupid little things like that.
0: So we're back at we're back into this 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 realm where I, I Scooty, you were you I'm were, still positive. You have, I'm still positive. positive. I'm still there. And I look at the, I look at these first two games. It's early. I look um, at the I look the at the Big Twelve Johnson. The Big Twelve is a juggernaut this season
2: yeah that's the thing isn't it guido like so i'm so scoot i'm not not positive but like guido's saying uh we i think um ken palm has nine of the big 12's 10 teams in his top 50 i know you love a kenneth palmeroy reference that's why i threw that in there
1: i said this to you guys yesterday i it's not crazy that 10 teams could possibly make it into this tournament no right uh, the tenth team that
2: wasn't in there was Kansas State, who we just lost to, and then uh, Tyler
0: and they Dreeling. were like and they were like fifty seven. They were they were yeah like they're right. The top I think fifty two or fifty seven. Right yeah, you're yeah, right, right. right. They're
2: right outside the top fifty. And then uh, at Tyler Dreeling, uh, I I don't remember I who that work. is, but uh, <laughs> he uh, put out a tweet that we saved in the show notes. Out of the three hundred sixty two basketball teams in Division One per ESPN's BPI. I'm trying to remember what
1: BPI means. Uh I know what BDI is. That's what uh, Dick Vitale calls the ball dome index. It must
2: be like the big power index or something. I don't know. The 10 toughest. The
1: remi- big perm. Big perm. Big
2: perm. <laughs> big, perm. <laughs> big worm. <laughs> the, yeah. the 10 toughest remaining schedules belong to, drum roll please, Guido, every team in the big 12. That's who it is. WVU's ranked ninth. I mean, so Guido's right. It's like the the painful part of this no road bottom. trip. Yeah, there's no bottom. These two games were, especially that Kansas State game, felt like it was on a platter for you to grab. It's going to be so hard to win on the road. You had one and really two uh, after Eric Stevenson's threes and you come home empty handed and your reward is now you come home and play what number four Kansas next game? And then I mean, yeah, yeah, it's just like man,
0: yeah. So we play Kansas Saturday in the Coliseum. It's a Gold Rush day, guys.
1: Oh, get that, get your gold. Scoot rush on. like some gold. I do. I like I like Velveeta.
0: Kind of annoying. Uh Saturday six o'clock game on ESPN Plus. Like. Don't you feel like WVU Kansas should be at least give me yes, an yes?
1: I, I do agree with you. That stinks. It's it doesn't make any sense.
0: It'll be two top twenty five teams. I mean, the last game was on
1: ESPN. this game is on ESPN Plus.
0: What are we doing? What are we doing? But anyway, you know, I and then you know, so we do the. I think the good thing is, is that this holiday travel. Uh, right you know doing the new year's eve game and having to play the the monday after new year's day and the well, trail, maybe that messed it up some a little. of the That's guys tough. i don't think we're
1: able to get home because of the the airline issues and stuff because i think i read some some tweets or something about some of the guys just Trying to find places to eat that were good over the holidays locally because they weren't able to get home. I think you're right. So,
0: hopefully, now, you know, we get a little bit of a reprieve. We don't have to play again until Saturday. Then we're off until Wednesday after that. So, you know, hopefully this will get this team, you know, back together
2: a little bit. I hope so, Guido. Now, Scoot, I was going to ask you a show or two ago, we were debating. I said that the non conference. Uh, schedule and record had me hopeful because if this team can hold its own, maybe nine and nine in conference, you know, like go 500 in conference that feels more than enough in this conference to propel you forward at the time you sort of like, pow, like you doubled down on me like, bam, and you Listen, said no. I'm going to give you the Dwight you were, Wallace. You were like 12 I'm wins. giving you the Dwight
1: Wallace. Okay. We still have a chance to win 12 games. Okay. Right.
2: <laughs> well, that's Wall- what I wanted to know. Do you still I'm feel still, that?
1: I'll hold, I'll hold strong.
2: Guido, what are you? So I'm still clinging to my let's just go 500. Guido is
1: doom and gloom. Guido is like, <laughs> he is like to trust the climb, Guido is to the basketball <laughs> program. So <Right>. like he's... <laughs> He's like not trusting the the, the
0: fix Coliseum. it the
2: fix it. He's not trusting
0: the fix. Scoot, let me let me ask you this. I'm not. Yeah, the the hashtag fixing it. Let me ask you this, Scoot. Let's say, uh, but not next week's show because next week's show will be zero and three. And let's say after that we're one and four. Are you still feeling the same in the next two weeks? I might be. It just
1: depends on how we look. Like if we if we are competitive with Kansas and Baylor, uh, it's very possible. I'm still on board. I Listen, I, I, I look at this schedule. I look
0: at these teams. I like
1: this team way better than I did last year. Yeah, year's team. I, I do too. I don't disagree well, yeah, with yeah, you. I do too. Right.
0: I mean, this year's team got ranked. Let's just last go there. Last year's team felt know?
1: like hot garbage. This one, it feels like, I mean, maybe it's recyclables. <laughs> I don't know, but it's not
0: hot garbage just yet. So it is a lot of recyclables. There are there's, there there's some recyclables. recyclables. What can I call there's them? The
1: recyclables.
0: <laughs> oh. <laughs> I think that, you know, that's where I'm like at. You're gonna like, you're going to rinse those just, out. You're not just going <laughs>
1: to toss them into garbage, right? You you, you tend to t- take care of your recyclables a little bit nicer than you do I, your
0: Well,
2: garbage. I think there's way more substance to this team. I think they're tough. I think they'll – like, Scoot, I can see them getting angry and putting in a good performance just because they get angry, You know where I wouldn't have expected that out of last year's team.
1: I think you're going to see I a just, humble Eric Stevenson, and hopefully he uses some of these – cuz i mean listen this is not to be you know uh it's the end of the road for him right if right. if things don't go well for him here he's going to go somewhere overseas probably in play so
2: you think that plays a a part here and maybe i a- think
1: so i think that like he he kind of needs huggins and and um i i'm going to say this alex ruoff to kind of put in a good word be a good person to vouch for them uh vouch for him specifically so I think that that's I think that Derek Stevenson's gonna
0: because you make know good. and you know what's funny he is he is kind of like he's a he can be a lot like Alex Ruoff yeah times I think so too he, a, as a player well yeah. like he can be I that think
2: way. he's way too good to like it would be such a shame if this spiraled to where he did end up leaving the team don't you I mean that would be oh, the man, shame that of would it be... is,
1: well that would change my prediction then if he goes then like his not to say that we're swimming without him but uh, unless trey mitchell and emmett start to like assert themselves dominantly we're kind of swimming without eric stevenson
0: i mean but do you think uh, he, after huggins comments like do you think that's on the table that he's gone really or that's that, something, he, that that is, that could happen that yeah that he would leave or he, he'd go, or get kicked off
1: i don't think so i think he's smart enough to know that he needs this Eric Stevenson is.
0: Well, but I, yeah. Guido, I would say. <laughs> is
1: Huggins? Is
2: Huggins oh, smart enough?
0: know he needs it?
1: <laughs> Huggins ain't going keep
2: Well, him. but Guido, I would say, yeah, it's on the table. Like, if he comes, like, so, uh, you know, I don't know what our next road game is. Probably, like, the wagon wheel or something, Scoot.
0: Like, you know, if it, you're it, in. It is, uh Oklahoma
2: so if you're in uh, you know if you're in in Oklahoma and you do you grab a crotchal region like I think maybe you're not
1: would you say Huggins will be like uh, Kenny Rogers. Know
2: when to hold them.
1: Uh, know when to fold no them. When to
2: fold em. Know when to fold them. Are you talking about the Crotchal region
1: specifically?
2: Uh, or? I, I'm
1: not, <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing,
0: Scoot? Fuita's uh, trying to run a
1: family podcast. No, here. no. I'm talking about with, with the player personnel. I'm talking with the player personnel. Okay.
0: Four of the next five games are at home. We do travel on the 14th to Norman. Uh, to play Oklahoma, the Lloyd Noble Center. Oh, right, the Lloyd Noble Center. I just, you know, that's my concern with this team right now, is I got, I'm very nervous about the fact that we're already in these post-game press conferences, calling guys out.
1: Give it time, Guido. Give it time. we're all here. We're all going to get through
2: this together, Guido.
1: We're all going to get through it together. You're right, (laughs) Goose (laughs) Fraba.
0: Goose Fraba. Serenity now! Um, It sounds like Guys, by the way, speaking of Big Twelve basketball, Chris Beard, maybe not in trouble, in trouble, not in trouble, Johnson. So his fiance comes out and says, "Oh no, it, it was all, it wasn't a thing, it wasn't, no, it was nothing." Yeah, it
2: was kind of like uh, so. His fiance That's releases a, a statement, sort of like if you were to paraphrase it, Scoot, you would say, "Nothing to see here, move along." Like she said, <laughs> uh, it was never her intent to have him arrested or prosecuted, and he did not strangle me. Um,
1: I liken that to, oh, crap, my potential wealthy husband (laughs) is is going to not be potentially wealthy anymore. I might want to keep this going. Well,
2: I I mean it's an ugly situation. Like I would have just rather we not be reading about any of this, but it does seem to be like, uh, Oh crap. That's well, all of a sudden.
1: Nothing. Right. Like it doesn't become nothing. unless right. It was something. Right. right. It had to be something. And you can't all of a sudden decide, Oh crap. I didn't realize they were going to actually charge him. Like, so then you decide to backpedal because you had to, have, you had to have pressed charges from the get go in order to him, for him to be arrested.
2: I mean, right. 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 Like so Guido, he remains suspended. Right. I mean, they haven't really He's, done anything since the indefinite suspension, if I remember correctly.
0: Yeah. The only thing that has come out is that uh, Tony, I'm not even trying to say his last name, Pl- Pl- Plansky? Plansky, who uh who is a uh, sports uh, sports guy on a TV channel down in. Austin. You're going to talk about uh, brake pads, aren't you, Scoot? I can already see it.
1: Well, what I'd like to do, one to one show, can we look at like a professional basketball team from Lithuania and have, <laughs> have and have, have Guido just read the roster, <laughs> like all show long? We just pick out like a league in Lithuania or Where, which, Croatia which team is or something. John Flowers
0: on right now, Let's, and we will just it's...
1: have him go through the maccabee Tel Aviv <laughs> roster. And just have him try to pronounce things. Well, I
2: thought you were going to. Wasn't it Ed Zelensky was in Tommy
1: Ray Boy? Zalinski. Ray Zelensky. I Ray thought Zalinski. you were going to talk about break pads. American American parts for
0: the American Ray. people. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> listen, I'm going to make you do it too, though. Yeah. If I have to do it, you have to do it, Scoot.
2: <laughs> I can't wait until there's a we. What we need is a good women's basketball
1: story what we need to do is avoid the korean baseball league because we uh had some <laughs> situations there we did go back and
0: listen to that episode yes <laughs> all right so let's t- uh, let's uh, turn this and talk a little football guys um yeah let's talk, so
2: let's get away from that and talk about <laughs> some, some fun stuff from <laughs> the
0: recyclables to the <laughs>
1: Jeez, to the landfill to the dumpster fire right yeah
0: <laughs> I don't. I don't even know where to start. Um, so d- WVU uh, still has not officially hired an offensive coordinator. Correct? Am I? Is, well, is everybody? listen,
1: listen, listen. Hey, is this, hey. Is,
0: this, is there an official anything yet, Skid?
1: L- listen, Skid, You I'm got. Tell you you right got a little
0: bit of the. Hey, uh,
2: Tony Danza. I want you to do this as uh, Tony Danza.
1: Uh, hey, 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 oh, oh, hey, hey, oh. <laughs> Angela, ooh, Mona. Anyway, I, Jonathan, <laughs> Jonathan, listen. I I want WVU Twitter to listen carefully.
2: Yes. Okay. Okay.
1: You please, you have our attention. Please, WVU Twitter, stop texting, tweet, and that's not texting, tweeting ridiculous scenarios that'll never happen. Well, I think we need to get. Uh, we need to bring in Ed Orgeron as the. Like, these types of uh, things are never happening. skewed
2: I've seen. Uh, Pat White, Rich Rodriguez, Rich Rodriguez, uh,
1: Switzer, yeah. Ryan
2: Switzer, yeah, Ryan, Ryan Switzer,
1: Switzer. Uh, uh, Clint Trickett yes, didn't happen. But right. uh, I think wait, let's stop and Jeff talk about Mullen. Clint Trickett. I'm hearing all these ridiculous names. It's not happening. No, Clint was, was the job
0: coming. offered to Clint Trickett though. I, I'm going to guess. O- I'm
1: going to guess probably no. Maybe lip I service. Maybe maybe may on the sur- – I mean, listen. I don't know. It kind of felt like it was. I it mean, felt like it was. Okay, I'm going to say this, right? Somebody may be named the, uh, the offensive coordinator that's not currently on the staff. They might hire somebody. But I'm telling you right now, West Virginia Twitter, the offensive coordinator is – Head coach, Neil Brown. Yeah, like, it's going to rhyme He's with... been... The, he was the offensive coordinator from the week we started to suck. <laughs> if you noticed, <laughs> things went really bad with our offense. Hmm. Interesting. Graham Harrell, gone. Hmm. JT Daniels, gone. Like, those guys, I mean... They were They're probably like, uh, hmm,
2: uh Something feels familiar
1: about this offense. <laughs> there is not going to be another offense Can we,
2: Guido, before we move on, though, can we... Scoot and I came up with a couple. Remember how you used to drive toward Morgantown? You'd see big signs for Touchdown City. Remember that? Scoot <laughs> yeah, and I, I were throwing around some... I said, uh, welcome to Morgan screen. Yes. Um, Scoot had... Scoot did the best though, because he felt like, can I say it Scoot? Or do you want to say sure. you, ahead, you say felt it. like, uh, Ren Baker in a nod to North Texas was bringing the mean screen. Yeah. The mean, the screen. mean screen, the mean
1: screen was coming back.
2: I even wanted Mononga screen. County.
1: <laughs> Neil Brown is going to be the offensive coordinator. He may not be that entitled, but he is going to be your offensive. coordinator. I agree. They could elevate Chad Scott. It's not changing. It's still Neil Brown, and I think because he feels he's got ex- he's got experience, having been at Texas Tech, having been at Troy, calling the offenses there, called the offenses here for the first couple of years. Right. Yeah. In, a, in a way, I think he thinks, I don't really know what he thinks, but I, I'm going to speculate that he thinks if I'm going out, I'm going out the way I want to go out, and that's with me making up the decisions. Here.
2: And that's through
1: a tunnel screen. And that's, yeah. And I'm also going to say this, West Virginia Twitter. Listen to me, West Virginia Twitter. You're putting them on notice this episode. Well, I'm tired of it. Listen, <laughs> there's no quarterback com- competition. There is none. They're going to tell you there is. Neil Brown's telling you there is. There isn't. It's, it's Nico. Nico. Yeah. Garrett Green is not going to be your starter. He, Neil Brown, has done everything to not let right. Garrett Green right. be your starter what in, what in our history
2: together yeah why leads do you, you think to that this leave? is a true
1: <laughs> competition why do you think that this poor kid who's an elite 11 quarterback who's not allowed to throw the ball when he does get to play right. is going to get an opportunity to be the starting quarterback going we don't let him throw now so and he got to play a little bit so why do we think that he's going to have a legitimate... I'm hitting my microphone. I'm so fired up about it. He's not well, you're going to be a you're very Nick Jagger. There are a
2: lot of pointing your fingers.
0: Right now. Fingers. But Guido, are
2: it, you asking because you think someone interesting will be named the offensive No. Okay. I don't I don't, right. don't. I don't.
0: I don't. I'm still holding to my... You know, it'll be February 7th, because that seems like a very boring day. Sorry for any of you listeners that are born on February 7th. But February 7th, they will name, you know, Chad Scott. They will name somebody that is already on the staff as the offensive coordinator, especially if that person's coached with him for the last, you know, 25 years since, you know, preschool. And that will be... Scoot's not wrong. Scoot's not wrong. I I agree,
2: Scoot. I agree with you, too.
1: I think Graham Harrell was brought in by Shane Lyons. Shane probably was like, listen, we're catching a lot of heat here. We need to make some kind of changes. Uh, Put a little pressure off of me. Put a little pressure off of you. Let's bring this guy in. That way, if things don't go well, it's not necessarily you that we need to move on from. We can move on from him. He's got a bit of a pedigree. He's got a little bit of a repertoire. He might be able to bring this other kid in. We can get a quarterback in here. And I think come Texas Tech time, Neil's like, ain't doing it. Not going to do it. Doesn't work. That dog ain't going to hunt. So he decides he's going to take over. Graham Harrell, I don't even know if he he was
2: essentially was there the, last the baby dog, weeks. is what you're saying of offensive. Yes,
0: he was <laughs> the he baby is. dog. He was the baby dog of Graham Harrell is to baby
1: dog as <laughs> Neil Brown is to Jim Justice.
0: He ain't going to hunt. That dog ain't going. Uh, that dog ain't going to hunt. You know, and on top of everything else, uh, I mean, recruiting not so great uh, this year. I think last I checked. Guys, uh, after the winter signings, uh, right before the holidays, WVU was something like sixth or seventh in the Big 12 in recruiting. Let's um, talk about all those transfers
1: in Guido.
0: Yes, oh, uh, I can name one. They were the kid from LSU, yeah. Johnson. We, just, uh, we just
2: picked up Scoot. He's, uh, can we interest you in a tight end, Cole Taylor from LSU? Yes. Can we interest you
1: in that? You can, because we often throw to the tight right. end, right?
2: N- noted tight end using offense, WVU. Yes.
1: Uh, and then we got two guys from Kent State. Right. And I think the only reason why I remember one guy's name is because of the alliteration in Montre Miller. Okay.
2: Well, I put a note here in the show notes, though, Scoot. I think we're up to, like, I want to say four. 15, maybe 16. Guido
1: out. Lanell Carr yesterday or today. I think we may even today. Decided he was putting his name into the transfer portal. Defensive lineman Lanell Carr.
2: Well, uh, this tweet from On Three Sports had a list of most transfer outs during the 2023 portal cycle. Texas A&M, gentlemen, 27 transfer outs florida 22 the list goes on there's one two three there's four teams on here with 16 i have to think wvu is like the net like had they gone down the list two or three more you would have seen wvu i don't know but so i guess part i bring that up partly to say uh there's other people with similar to worse problems you know so just like relax a bit but at the same time what this lacks i think what this list lacks is what's the in, like what's the imports yeah. you know like right. that's
1: fine there to there might list. be 27 going out there could be 22 decent right. coming yeah, in right right that's the context of
2: this list so yes i agree
1: we've got 3 that i've heard of <laughs> right. 3 two guys from kent state who were probably a package deal and then uh tight end it's bad math like maths, the tight dude. end you got to be like what he's got to be like well who's going to throw me the ball well, we're having a quarterback competition.
0: Johnson, oddly enough, just did some quick math yes, for okay. you. Because uh, I know Scoot, can, Scoot can't handle the math, so I did Scoot the math. Scoot loves some
1: math. Oh, I, I, I'm impressed with your math. I'm worried uh, about West what the numbers are going to be here because I'm worried about Guido's math. I may not like it, but I don't know that he's good at
0: it. West Virginia's 16 as well. West Virginia oh, just okay. so kindly left off like the list, Maybe like alphabetically left off this list. Yes. Scoot so, Jackson State, hmm. 18.
1: Yeah, and they're all going to... See you. <laughs> they going. They coming. By,
0: by the way, did you hear where Goose landed? Did you hear where the Goose no, landed? Actually, I didn't. Uh, where I did. did he get I loose? remember The Goose not going back to Alabama. He's going to Arkansas State. Oh, Arkansas oh. State. Yes, Arkansas State. That.
1: Okay. Which the Red Wolves. Listen, for a guy that was like fourth on the depth chart unnecessarily at times, that's not a bad landing. No. I mean, I don't know where he's going to fit in in their pecking order. But I
0: mean, would you, would you rather go to Rice or Arkansas State? Yeah, it's like uh, or
1: Western yeah, Kentucky yeah. and Troy after being a prolific passer. <laughs> right, that'll never not like be. You didn't even that, make that the never, Western Kentucky team. That
2: will never not be funny to me. Refer the prolific part of that, but anyway, yes, I don't know. prolific
1: passer. Jared Scooty, in,
0: good, in good news, you'll be able to enjoy Taj Alston next year because you're going to be a huge I am. Colorado Buffaloes right. fan
1: next year. That's right. Yeah. That's so. Listen, I'll also say this to WVU Twitter. I'm going to tell you this more, right now. There's
2: more finger pointing.
1: Guido. Yes, I'm going to tell you this right now. I don't want to hear how abrasive, how uh, self-centered Dion Sanders Coach Prime is because I'm telling you right now, WVU had we made a bold decision, we could have had a guy like Deion Sanders in Morgantown. as I think WVU's profile fits kind of what Dion's looking for.
2: Underdog. Find a school,
1: underdog school with a little bit of a tradition, a little bit of like
2: a long shot build yeah, it up
1: financially better, you know, better obviously facilities right. and all that. Cause if you look at Colorado's facilities, they're very similar to WVU's really. So, like, that could have been us. He could have had had him on the East Coast. He could have been tapping back into Florida. Could have been great. We've got what we've got.
0: I, I don't disagree. Should say, though, talking about WVU football, congratulations to uh Dante Stills going to the East Rest Shrine Bowl. Uh, so that's good for him. A little bit more, you know, on the stage for the NFL draft you know, kind of stuff. That game is February second. That's a Thursday scooting.
1: Also, uh invited to the Combine. Yeah. Dante was. Invited so, and Bryce Ford Wheaton also invited to the Combine.
0: So those are all good things. Happy belated birthday to uh Don Nealon, eighty seven years young. Still yeah. kicking around. Still I hear
1: um, he might be the next offensive coordinator.
0: <laughs> <laughs> he might be. Maybe it would work
1: out. It's gotta be more exciting if he was the offensive coordinator, I'm, right? Well,
2: I'm I mean, look, he'd have a stable of running backs. That was always uh, Don Nealon's thing he loved uh, I, I think I told you guys Over text the other day I can remember The days perhaps Guido You remember as well someone used to sit in the Stadium with the Don Nealon up the Middle-o-meter and they would increment yep. That every time they'd run it up the Middle I feel like Scoot That same person could Kind of come back to this generation With the Neil Brown screenometer. 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 screen-o-meter? I like screenometer, and then just increment it with each screen that gets through. Yes. Like a yeah. flip chart. Yes. You can almost do right. like
1: a, you know how like a, <laughs> for a baseball stadium, for a pitcher, when they get the strikeout, they throw a K yes. up? Yes. We're going to throw a screen door up, and it'll just be screen door after screen door just after screen door. Screen, just pictures lo- of screen doors wrapped Just, around the <laughs> lower bowl of the stadium forget the battleship gray we don't need to worry about battleship right. gray because we're going to be l- lining the the, <laughs> the bowels of the stadium with screen doors
0: i think we need to we need to uh like we'll set you up with one of those fake twitter accounts that all the WVU. you know you see all the fake bob huggins and the Neil Browns. We'll set you up with like just the screen door. Yes. Wvu, WVU screen. screen. I think maybe, maybe what we at Wvu do. screen. And then every time they throw a screen pass, you just put up a picture yes. of a screen door. That and, the, the, the,
1: and the. just like when you go to a Steelers game, if they pass the ball to Pat Friermuth, the whole stadium yells "Muth,", Muth just right. like they used to yell "Heath." I think the yeah. whole stadium needs to yell "Screen", screen
2: t- every Tino. time we pass, <laughs>
1: Every time there's a screen pass
0: I think we get that going Well, We should probably wrap it up This has been a show Uh, WVU plays basketball this week Saturday the Jayhawks Come to Morgantown to play in the Coliseum 6pm tip off on ESPN Plus So check that out Also don't forget check us out You can find us online look for us on Instagram And Twitter at Got Your Ears You can also check out our website GotYourEarsOn.com Johnson It's the hub of everything. It is. We'll
2: post uh, this show with all the show notes, links to stuff we've talked about, so you can check it out if you'd like. We'll also have the link to the latest show right there on the page via the tune-in link. And don't forget, you can always click through to the GYEO merch store and check out
0: the Got Your Ears On merch. Check it all out. Yeah, definitely. Check it out, gotyourearson.com. And so we'll be back next week with another show. We'll be kind of talking about the game against Kansas. We'll be previewing the Baylor game, which I think will have a lot of Jalen Bridges That's going to be so, interesting, isn't it? Intriguing. It's going to be interesting. So uh, you definitely want to check that out. So uh, we'll be back, guys. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to Got Your Ears On.